What is going on, everyone? Welcome to the Becoming Creator podcast. We are actually rejoined by Milo or Mr. Rafa Waffles, who we had on, I believe, almost two years ago or quite some time, I think. I think I was actually listening to the podcast as just a listener, not someone that was actually working with the company. So it's kind of funny that it comes full circle now. But Milo, how are you, man? I'm doing pretty well. Yeah, I, uh, I'm excited. I'm fired up. It's been a good year for me so so far this year. I've been trying out some new business ventures that I've not really uh, done so much of before. And that's been really fun in a whole bunch of different areas, whether it's consulting or whether it's doing work with creator education or all sorts of stuff. It's a whole shebang. So I'm sure we'll get into it. But yeah, I'm feeling good. How are you, man? I'm good. I'm good. It's uh, it's funny because I feel like as uh, time goes on, I feel like creators are starting to really branch out into different like businesses, which is kind of mm. cool. But yeah, no, I'm excited to kind of dive into it and talk to you and stuff like that. Um, I mean, I've gotten to talk to you a little bit, obviously, with working with Pipeline. But uh, from what I've seen, you know, you're very, uh, very, very wise creator. So I'm happy to be able to pick your brain as much as I can when I can. So hell yeah, let's do it. Yeah. So I guess just like for anyone that's maybe stumbling upon this that doesn't know who you are or like what you've kind of done. Mm-hmm. um let's just kind of talk about like where you're at right now with content like what you're kind of doing where your focus is at sure okay so there's there's a couple parts to that i would say so mm. number one who am i so my name is milo my channel is mr ruffle waffles i have been making call of duty focused content on there for 14 years which is pretty outrageous to say it's been a long time it's dedication um, yeah or obsession one of the two <laughs> um so i've been making call of duty content for a really long time now uh primarily focused on call of duty zombies so folks primarily know me as like the guides guy the no-nonsense guides guy that sort of thing i've also done a lot of storyline content i've also done just just news and everything everything that you could possibly imagine related to call of duty zombies and more i've solved ciphers on blackboards i've like translated alien languages the whole shebang we've we've done a lot on the channel over the years and uh in the past sort of 12 months there hasn't been a mainline zombies uh, like addition or update it's just Mm -hmm. been modern warfare 2 so it's been a ripe opportunity for me to experiment in some other areas so uh, as someone that's been doing this a really long time i know now I didn't know this previously, but I know now that it's really important not to just bang your head against the wall trying to make the same content every day if the wider environment is not sort of suited to you doing that. And I could be banging my head against the wall with zombies content right now, but there's no zombies update. And so I'm just not going to force myself to do that. I'm going to do something that fires me up in a different way, right? So I've been doing various things. One of those things is just working on some content with new games that i haven't really been playing before or just new content styles that i haven't really done before that's been really fun i've got a secret youtube channel that nobody knows about that's just hit 400 subscribers i've been posting on that for a little while now and just having loads of fun with that and it's it's in a very niche niche but i'm having Mm. a blast like starting a little secret channel (laughs) uh i also have been building out the creator program for parallel so parallels this up and coming tcg and i'm working with them to architect their entire creator relations kind of department which has been so much fun using the knowledge that i've built over the years they saw me they saw the position i was in in terms of being eager to do some work like this and saw all of my expertise working with brands in the space working with creators in the space working with developers and publishers and all sorts and they were like damn we 
we, we got to get this guy involved. Holy smokes. So I've been working with them as well. And then have also been really leaning into creator education and creator strategy and stuff like that. So I have a Milo strategy account now, which I've been posting just a bunch of creator tips and creator guidance on and stuff like that. Again, similar stuff to the reason that the parallel wanted to work with me in the first place, which is that mm. I've been doing this a long time and I've, I've been around the block and I, I know the industry like the back of my hand. Uh, and it's that knowledge and those insights that I'm delivering through the Milo strategy stuff. And that's very much the the same energy that I'm pouring into the gaming creator accelerator that I'm working on with Pipeline as well. So there's there's a million and one things yeah, that I'm, I'm working on right now. My hands are in many pies, but uh, we can talk about each and each and every one of those if you if you like. Yeah, I mean, so I feel like my eyes were glazing over because like even so, like for me, like I work I work part time, like. I, you know, have friendships I, I manage and stuff like obviously my personal life and then I stream a few times a week and then like it's just content for the rest of it. And I feel like even that is a lot for me to manage. And you're like, yeah, I got my YouTube channel, got my secret YouTube channel. I got my creator education account. I'm working with parallels. I'm working with pipeline. I'm like, oh, my God, like <laughs> that is like either a incredible amount of discipline and or just like a lot of years of being able to work smart and hard at the same time and mm -hmm. just really coming to fruition because that's a lot like that is yeah. so much to have your hands in that's a crazy it's there's 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 sort of two aspects of it that i think make it work one is that i recognize very very strongly that i function best when I have multiple disciplines that I'm pouring energy into at a given time that are different to one another. I am mm. not the sort of person that functions best if I'm one track on something forever and it's the entire focus every single day, but I'm infinitely more effective if I've got two massive things eating my time and they're kind of competing with one another. So uh, the example I usually give with this is when I did a physics degree, at the same time that I was going from like about 100k subscribers to 1.5 million subscribers. Mm -hmm. That was obviously a massive chuckle of my time. It was very difficult, but I had the academic outlet of the degree and I had the creative outlet of the YouTube channel. And those two things butting up against each other was really positive for me and really benefited my mental health because it meant that no matter what kind of energy I was feeling on a given day, I had somewhere to send that energy that was productive. As soon as I yeah. went full time, my first year going full time was really hard because I knew exactly what I needed to be doing, but it was just the same thing every day. It was make more videos, get more views. And I didn't have any kind of other outlet for me. And that meant that I kind of got myself in this rut of really feeling like there was only like one uh target that i had in my life that i was marching towards and it, it felt like a real slog and it was really hard so ever yeah. since learning that lesson and getting burned out from that i've i've really done my absolute best to maintain a, a healthy number of other bits and pieces sort of vying for my attention in my life yeah i mean that's like super challenging too because i i've always had this philosophy that like if you know when you have multiple parts of your life that you're working towards right whether it's like a career a hobby like a physical goal or something like that financial goal like as long as you have like a couple north stars that you're kind of chasing in different avenues that if one of them is not going so well then the other one kind of picks you up or if they're all going well then you're feeling you know super great and to your point when you only have just that one track that you're working on and that is it and you feel like you're not making the progress that you want to 
it's hard to really find those moments to like truly celebrate and just like re-energize yourself with. So it's kind of funny that you're like, I like having two things that compete with each other because it's almost like they both get me jazzed up. They both get me fired up. Like they're both exciting. And like it kind of helps fuel the other one because it gives you energy to do yep. to do both of them, which exactly. is awesome. So so it, it, like implicit within what you were saying there is is something that I think is really key to it. And it's the while one thing is hard the other thing can be easy while one thing is failing the other thing can be winning mm -hmm. and that's just the most motivating thing in the world when like for example you're going through a little bit of a content drought and it's just a difficult season of your content journey that happens to all of us and it happens all the time but having right. some other aspect of your life where you can secure small wins and keep yourself feeling like you're moving in a good direction even if it's not a good direction for content maybe it's a good direction for learning to cook better or it's maybe right. a good direction for the football team that you play in on sunday afternoons like whatever it might be just having some kind of small wins in your life in that way can just be a really good thing for your soul uh, but the other thing just just real quick to uh make this machine sing that i'm i'm working on right now in all these different areas uh is making sure that i'm using my time as effectively as possible and my time is always spent on high leverage tasks or leverage tasks. So I'm very careful about any given hour that I'm spending, whether that's actually moving the needle and pushing my either business interests forward or my creative interests forward or some blend of the two. So I, I, I really try and I constantly uh, kind of check myself for this and audit myself for this, but I really try to make sure if I'm going to spend an hour on something or if I'm going to spend a day on something that actually has the outcome that I want. Like I've, I've created a strategy of where I want to go. I know what that end result is. And then I'm saying, okay, does this hour of my time or does this day of my time actually push me in that direction? Or am I just doing this because it's easy, because I'm procrastinating, because it's fun, but it's fun that is replacing other work that I should be doing right now. Like, I'm very careful about those things and, and that discipline i think is what kind of keeps me from drowning <laughs> amongst it yeah all. i was gonna say yeah that that is a lot to to tackle and conquer and i think the funny thing about it too is that like to me it completely makes sense right like having multiple goals in your life whether it's like two different content goals that you're working on right because it's like content is what you do it's what you live um but i think that when people even just starting out, but especially when you're kind of on that cusp of like, oh, wow, I'm really starting to get traction with content. Like I'm really starting to build a community. I'm really starting to see some money flowing in. Like this is now getting to a point where either I'm able to jump in full time, right? Or I'm, I'm getting ready to do that. And I feel like at that point, it almost is like, but I have to keep doing what I'm doing because this is what's working. Mm -hmm. So you're almost afraid to step away from that or afraid to almost change that because when you first start out, like you're not making tons of money right you're not make you don't have like a lot of people probably don't have a lot of like different revenue sources they usually have like probably one youtube channel that's carrying them or like one stream channel that's carrying them and that's it so like it found it's it feels like you you maybe were in that a little bit yourself because you're like i have this one channel i got to work on and that's it like how did you eventually like break away from that or how were you able to kind of give yourself like a financial freedom or b really learn like okay like this is where i need to be investing my time it, it's been a journey over the years. Uh, I really found my success while I was at university. And so I wasn't thinking during that time. 
like if i sort of like fail this month or whatever i'm mm-hmm. gonna be like living on the street type thing because i was in my university halls i had a loan from the government and like that was just that's how that works right so uh that was that was a blessing for me that i started then um but yeah as soon as i finished my degree i was having a having a pay my rent and and put yeah, food on my table and it, it, welcome it to the stressful. real world baby yeah dude, welcome exactly. to the real world <laughs> yeah so so once that happened yeah a, a lot of that a lot of that kicked in and there's been there's been a few things that i've done maybe atypically over over the past sort of decade which i uh i think people should think about i don't want to necessarily profess them to always be the right move for everyone but mm-hmm. like for example um one thing that i've done over the years very deliberately is i've never really taken on long-term recurring sponsorships of any kind uh, i i did one during university in maybe 2017 maybe 2016 yeah. um and it was a deal that was meant to last a year and there was like a crazy number of videos included and like it was like okay this seems like decent money and great okay let's do it but I very quickly realized that it meant that there was a, a lack of flexibility and a lack of agility in my output such that I was still like six months into the deal having to make content that had sort of fallen out of the meta on YouTube. But because I had the deal, I still had to do it. And so the money that I was earning mm. from the deal actually didn't pay for the lost opportunity that i was experiencing from having to do it in the first place and not having full creative freedom so i've been very very careful about that and i I think that for creators looking for brand deals there's a lot of uh, assumption that recurring revenue from a recurring sponsorship like you get paid a thousand bucks a month to do xyz every single month Mm -hmm. that sounds like that would be really great for your financial security but there is a trade-off and it's not that i think it's a bad idea to take those deals for everyone i'm definitely not saying that i'm just saying that there is a downside that you do need to be aware of in those moments and that's something that i personally have always found to be a losing trade for me and so i've avoided doing those sorts of deals so instead of for example taking on uh let's say a uh, what's a good example? Like a, a, a peripheral sponsorship. So it could be like keyboard, yeah. mouse, mouse pad, all that stuff, right? That's like a pretty common one for this sort of thing. Sure. So instead of doing a peripherals ongoing recurring sponsorship where I'm like an affiliate of theirs and whatever, uh, I've just said, actually, I want to have the uncertainty and the instability of not having a recurring deal, but I'm going to uh, make sure and set myself up for the opportunity of of doing a one-off deal with one of these companies um maybe like twice a year so maybe twice a year i'll do a peripherals deal there'll be some period of exclusivity within that where i won't be able to do another deal for a couple of months or something that's usually how those contracts work but because it's a one-off deal the pay that you get for that deal is greater than if you were doing a recurring deal over a longer period of time so you like let's say you're going to do a deal and just to pull some numbers out of thin air, let's say a recurring sponsorship might be $1,000 a month. The one-off deal for some kind of dedicated or like strong integrated video might be $5,000 or something because they're paying for exclusivity over a number of months. 
and that's eating into your potential to do sponsorships in those months. So they need to pay you more to account for that time that you're exclusive. So I've kind of made those trades with my time and those decisions with my time of saying, I, I could I could do the thing that's a little bit more stable here, or I could do the thing that does have a little bit more risk, but I am headstrong in knowing that I have created enough content at this point that I, I'm confident in my abilities. I'm confident in my abilities to source these deals, to close these deals as well. And as such, I'm able to 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 see the sort of instability and just move through it like i it, i don't even worry about it anymore because i i have that faith that something is coming which again is not for everyone don't get me wrong right. that's not for everyone, of- but that's something that in my specific case has always been the way that has, has worked best for me but it's it's a constant evaluation no matter who you are um that is a, a very personal decision for sure. Yeah, I think I think I'm definitely one of those people where I like stability, and I think that's why I've always tried to like approach, like investing my time in content to be like wise, right? Like always making sure like I have a good full like full time paying job. Like this is the first time I went part time to try and invest more time in my own personal brand, mm-hmm. and I did it in like a way where I'm like, all right, like I'm gonna get a roommate. It's gonna cut some bills down. Like I'm gonna make it as easy as possible financially for myself. I'm gonna make sure I'm like paying down all my other debts. I'm not going crazy with credit cards and stuff. Yep. So that way it's just like I can I can comfortably handle this and I have a backup plan in case it doesn't work. Um because yeah, the uncertainty is scary, man. Like not knowing where your next paycheck's coming from, like if you're gonna be able to eat or not or whatever. I don't know. But um yeah, it's kind of funny because a lot of people don't think of I think a lot of those angles that you were kind of bringing up around like sponsorships and stuff, because people just either A get excited, but then they're like not looking at like, well, what's the lost opportunity of it and stuff too. Yep. So I think that's like, that just goes to show like- It's something you know, I've really, really had to be very conscious of over the years is every deal is also saying no to every other deal. Like anytime you take on a piece of work and there's some kind of exclusivity window or what have you, that means that you're not taking a deal that could be landing in your inbox next month. And that doesn't mean that you should just by default say, well, I'm not doing any deals then, but- it means that you need to consider, okay, is this worth three months of lost opportunities? Is this worth six months or even is this a year of lost opportunities? And in many instances, I personally at least have found that those recurring deals haven't had the upside, the financial upside to justify the lost opportunity. I am very much an opportunity maxi in in many ways. And that goes for mm. my channel as well. I with the content I've built over the years, like staying agile and, and and maintaining my agility has been pretty much my number one priority forever. Like yeah. there's, there's been probably a decade since I've sort of started making content that I feel like has, has locked me in and has kept me in one place and, and removed that agility. And I very quickly realized I just didn't want to do that. And it wasn't beneficial for my business. And I needed to be nimble at all times because ultimately, as soon as you entrench yourself in one thing, if the meta changes, whether it's the sort of content meta of what's working on the platform, or whether it's the game that you're playing, the actual like meta of how people are interacting with the game or, or yeah. what have you, often those things are linked, uh, you set yourself up to be in a really awkward position because it essentially allows you to stop thinking about it and just start playing it safe. And I right. have been very conscious of the fact that just playing it safe on youtube means you get eaten alive um and it's it's yeah it's 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 scary because you're like oh i want i want these like safe and stable things that i can just consistently do 
but I've just from from day one from day dot since the very beginning been super concerned with the fact that yes that stability seems attractive but if i can be stable in an agile and nimble and free-flowing state like if that can still feel like home for me then i will be infinitely more successful than if i grip onto something that worked one time but then might not work again um, so it's, it's a balance dude. And it's really difficult. One of the things I think is hardest about being a content creator is that fundamentally every single day is diff- different to every single other day. And mm. you need to be able to be c- comfortable with that and confident with that. Like every video you post is different to every other video you post, even right. if it's in the same series, it's different. And there is there is a huge amount of of embracing that chaos that i think the best creators do very well i mean like mr beast is out here spending millions and millions and yeah, millions oh of dollars gosh. on videos yeah. and <laughs> is just doing that on pure faith alone that it will end up recouping right right but it's an investment and a risk every single time and yet he makes it happen and it's it's something that i think all successful creators at one point or another in their journey kind of come to terms with in, in some ways. Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, you know, it's kind of funny you put it that way. Cause obviously like Mr. Beast, like I think he even mentioned on like a recent podcast that he was on that, you know, he has knowledge in his head that is like he, if anyone had that knowledge, like they could do exactly what he's doing. Right. And it's mm-hmm. like, so although he now has the knowledge to minimize that risk, there's still a big risk, right. When he's spending millions of dollars on a video that like, it only does half of what he thinks. And all of a sudden now he just lost like a million dollars or whatever it may be, you know, like Mm -hmm. I know I remember listening to like the squid games thing that just kept going up and up and up and just blew their budget out of the water. Obviously it paid off, but like there could be times where it could, you know, go the other way. Um, But I think uh, it's like going back to just like jumping into full time. Right. Cause it sounds like obviously you've kind of figured out a way to like navigate like sponsorships and stuff like that, which is really healthy. Um, and again, even for you, it sounded like you were kind of like just on that one track. Um, like what did you eventually do to kind of like either prepare yourself to be able to be, have your hands in like different jars, like cookie jars instead of just one. Yep. Cause again, I think a lot of people like that was the one thing that scared me about like streaming. And that's why I like the idea of like YouTube and offline content better is because I can do unboxings. I can do video reviews. I can do how to's like. When it comes to streaming, I feel like people are like, all right, I'm going to sit down and play Apex. And then the next day, I'm going to sit down and play Apex. Yeah. Next day, I'm going to sit down and play Apex. Like, And, I, and I'm and i seeing it a lot, too, with people where they're just getting burnt on the game. So it's like, what did you do to, like, A, figure out, like, okay, I, I can do these multiple things. I can build these multiple things that are both serving my purpose of being a full-time creator. Yep. And, like, what did that even, like, look like? Yeah, so the streamer thing that you bring up is is really interesting because... I think that there's misconceptions about this from the creator perspective and the viewer's perspective. So I made a a TikTok yesterday that was a response to a comment I'd received uh, on my uh, Milo Strategy TikTok. And someone had basically said, well, okay, I had made a TikTok saying, Mm -hmm. I think many streamers, I'm not saying all streamers, but many streamers should actually either be streaming like for only like half the time that they're currently streaming, like they need to cut it in half or they shouldn't even be streaming at all. And mm. so obviously people were like, this guy's crazy. What the hell is he talking about? <laughs> but this this one comment said, streaming is the best way to connect you with uh, the people that got you where you are today. 
uh, and so it's essential. And I I thought it was so interesting because this this mindset, uh, sorry, this mindset from the viewer's perspective mm-hmm. of uh, I I did the work to get this creator to where they are today blows my mind. Like it's absolutely mm. mind blowing. The idea that a content creator would dedicate their life to completely throwing all stability out of the window, as we've just said, completely yeah. throwing all security out of the window, as we've said, and would just try and create content that for people to consume is free. And you're just trying to educate or inform them in some way for a viewer to be in the perspective of, and that was all my like um like i I was responsible for all of that right it's it's insane Um, i feel like i can i I can literally hear it in your voice you're just like the audacity and granted like i i want to make a comment because it is a two-way street but i i completely i understand exactly what you're saying like the the sense of entitlement and i feel like it can happen on both sides streamers or viewers a hundred percent this is and i mean this is something i see all the time and it's it's a nuanced thing right because no content creator is ever gonna ever gonna say like i did all this hard work and my fans are worth nothing and they they're meaningless like obviously that's not what i'm saying um but i thought it was interesting because this person was 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 making this comment that like you have to connect with the people that got you where you are right and they were completely erasing from that kind of conversation the possibility that actually for the creator that's doing all of this stuff, that's making all this content, they either personally might just enjoy making offline content more. They might enjoy making videos more. They might be an introvert that doesn't really deal well with streaming. Second to that, it might be better for their business. It might be that they don't have the skills to stream. They're not as good at it. And so trying to stream just so they can connect with those members of that community in whatever mystical way this person was talking about is actually detrimental to their best interests for their company and for their their continued output but then also Mm. on top of all of those things it it presupposes that the only way to connect with your audience is through a stream which is obviously not the case right? right i hardly stream right personally i stream very little these days it just doesn't suit my business and the things that i want to do right I very much feel connected to the members of my community, the people that I've grown up with in many ways over the past decade. And that connection hasn't come from live streams. It's come from videos. And that's fine. Like, it's not like a a, a missing part of my relationship with those viewers yeah. that I haven't streamed as much as some other folks do. It's just a different choice of content output, right? So this is all to say, I think streamers especially those going full-time as streamers and just content creators in general, need to be very discerning and careful about whether the things that they are spending time on move the needle for them and are high leverage activities or not. And in this instance, what that means is, okay, you could be streaming for six hours, playing Valorant and doing the same thing the next day and the next day and the next day. Is that going to make you happy? Probably in the short term, yes. Probably in the long term, no. You're going to get burned out. Is right. that going to drive your business forward? Probably in the short term, no, because it's just a stream. There's there's no eyeballs that are going to be coming in there. They're not going to find you at 10 viewers in the Twitch category. It's not going to happen. Yeah. So 
Is it going to move your business forward in the short term? No. Is it going to move your business forward in the long term? Probably no, right? Where it does move your business forward is the continued interaction with people that you've already found, right? So if you've got an audience and you're continuously streaming to them and maintaining that relationship, hell yeah, that's going to do really well. But the likelihood of you building an audience from a stream alone is much lower. So a higher leverage activity in that instance might be whether it's making short form content, whether it's making YouTube VOD content, whether it's building up a Twitter following, whatever it might be. There's a million ways you can do it, right? But these are all areas where I'd say if you cut your stream time down in half and you spent that new 50% of your week. So like, let's say, let's say you were doing that. Let's say you're streaming five days a week and you're doing six hour streams each time, right? So you have 30 hours of stream. Let's say yeah. you're only doing 15 hours of stream. So maybe you stream just three times, five days a week. Sorry, uh, five hours, three times a week, right? So you do 15 hours of stream. And then on the other days that you've freed up, you pour all of that energy into other tasks, whether it's creating content to build an audience elsewhere, whether it's doing brand outreach and managing your email inbox so that you can get sponsorships, so that you do have some security, so you don't need to rely entirely on the stream. Like it's, it's finding ways to say, like the stream will be okay if I stream a little bit less. Like even if you just shave 10% off, that 10%, that hour or those two hours that you unlock could actually be the thing that catapults your business forwards in some way, whether it's building an audience or building a revenue stream. And and, and I, I think newer creators just do not believe that because they graduate from the mindset of being a viewer originally in that mm-hmm. perspective that that person was sharing saying, you need to do this to connect with your audience because they got you where you are. And so they're in the perspective of like, oh my God, I need to keep these people happy because they're so important. And and oh my God, like I need to do absolutely everything in my power to make sure that that singular person that left that comment is, is being fed content and being spoken to at all times. But you got to recognize that in the, the wider picture of things, there's actually a million and one other things that you do need to take care of Otherwise, that person's going to get no content from you because you're going to burn yeah. out or you're not going to be able to do your job anymore because it's not earning enough revenue and it's not growing and you fall off the bandwagon and it all ends. So it's it's complicated, dude. There's a lot there's a lot it, to it. But that comment I thought was fascinating to me. Yeah, it's I love it because like literally like I could just hear the the fire in your voice instantly when you started mentioning it. And, it, and it's funny, too, because. I, I mean, a couple things to dissect there, I think it's like, A, I think beforehand, like right whenever it was like switching from Justin TV to Twitch, sure, yeah. I think just streaming was very, very viable. Not anymore. There is so, the the barrier for entry is so much lower than it's ever been before, which means there's a lot more creators. There's a lot of amazing creators out there. There are some creators that could probably compete with the top 1% or the top, you know, 0.001%, but they just like haven't been discovered yet, right? And Another thing that's kind of funny, speaking with the times changing, is that there's so many different tools to utilize to keep that community aspect going. I mean, heck, even on YouTube, right, where it's just video on demand, you now have the community tab where you can do polls, you can do different interactions with just your community that subs to you. So it's like there's plenty of ways to build that community interaction. And you're right, like you shouldn't fall into the entitlement. And I even like I made a short form video, too. I didn't even post it yet that like you shouldn't feel bad about like if you're doing what's serving you best for your brand to continue creating content from the aspect of like, oh, if I need to take a night off to make some more like videos and offline videos, like your community should be understanding, right? 
they're not entitled to your time and you're not entitled to them either. Like there's there's no entitlement that should be going either way. Neither one of you guys own each other or whatever. Like Exactly. I mean ultimately there shouldn't be any of that. If if they're not interested in new content that you're posting, totally valid, right? Like a hundred percent. If yeah. you're posting Pokemon videos one day and then the next day you're posting Battlefield, obviously there's gonna be a lot of people that are like, Hey, what the hell is this? Right? Yep. But if you explain to those people, I actually just have like evolved in my life i'm not someone that really likes pokemon so much anymore but i'm really into battlefield right now there are gonna be people that are interested in you as a person that are gonna be like okay hell yeah i applaud you for making a move that makes you happier i back that there are gonna be other people that see you as a service they see you as a utility to just get entertaining content out and they're not seeing you as a person and those people are gonna be like bring back pokemon like what the hell are you doing yeah and that's <laughs> that's the like entitlement to one person or the other's attention where in that in that sort of frame, I don't think the viewer should be saying to the creator, like, you have to do this. Like, this is what you do. You have to do the Pokemon stuff. And vice right. versa, the creator can't come out and say, you have to watch the Battlefield videos because obviously the viewers aren't interested, the majority of them. So yeah, there's a there's a push-pull there that is is a balance that I think a lot of people misunderstand and is is difficult because that leads to a huge amount of anxiety for creators as well because they're like well i'm not just a one-track person i don't only like pokemon i do like battlefield as well and i still like pokemon so maybe i can do both but then they get viewers that are like yelling at them in the comment section and they're like well it's what makes me happy so i don't know and it just ends up being a uh, a very sort of anxiety driving uh like tornado of, of confusion <laughs> like yeah, yeah it's, no, it's, it's sure. a shame it's a shame for sure because it's hard to branch up, branch out. It's hard to diversify. And it's hard to be confident in doing that in a world which is already so unstable and insecure as a content creator. But um, yeah. Yeah. And I feel like I feel like there's definitely a key aspect to that is that like obviously you can't create more time, right? Like there's no way you can create more time. Like that's mm. and that's always like the number one thing I feel like creators are like, oh, if I just had more time, you know, m money is a close one. But I feel like it's always if I had more time, I could do X, Y, and Z. And I feel like that's what's funny because I was like during the training we recently had. So, you know, um, I don't know if you want to call it like a sponsorship of the podcast or not, but basically, <laughs> you know, Pipeline launched the Gaming Creator Accelerator. And during that training, when I was listening to it, I was listening to Stone really talk about how he really not even just like spends more time in certain areas. It's more that he like maximizes the time that he's spending. Right. Like mm -hmm. the, the thing that fascinated me was that like he's like, yeah, in in a couple hour stream, I can get like three videos and plenty of other content. And I'm like, what? Yeah. Like to me, that just blows my mind. And it almost makes you think it's like, okay, like, you know, maybe that creator wouldn't have to worry about cutting so much into their streams if they really enjoyed it. And they actually feel like it was really sending them forward. But if they changed how that stream served them, right. And it's not just the like, oh, this is just to connect to my community. If it was like, this is to create three pieces of content and stream and connect with my community like that i feel like is so much more powerful than just streaming yep. in its own uh, and ironically like when a lot of people were getting mixer deals back in the day and yeah. getting facebook deals and all those sorts of like new stream platforms uh it's i don't think it's happened so much with kick recently but certainly with the older deals people would get a set number of hours that they needed to stream on these new platforms so like let's say it was, uh, I don't know, let's say it's 30 hours a week or something, and uh, that's that's their contract, right? 
And what I saw a lot of streamers doing there is being like, okay, well, I need to make up my hours. So I'm just going to stream myself like editing because I want to try and get a video out as well. So I'm just going to do that. Yeah. And I think slowly over time, people were like, wait, I don't need a contract in order to do that. I could also just stream myself editing at any time. Like that could just be a thing I do. And then other people were like, and I could, I could record my videos on stream too. And it, it, it sort of slowly but surely built up to be this entire like layering system of meaning that an hour that you spend is actually four hours worth of work condensed because it's something that you would otherwise do sequentially, but instead just stacking it all on top of each other. Uh, and St- Stone is really, really good at that. He's got a really effective system. Uh, and it's something that I do plenty of as well. I'm always looking for opportunities to, whether it's repurpose or to just do th- two things at once. So for example... I make Call of Duty Zombies Easter egg guides and those are already always a rush to get out. And so yeah. what I do is I like solve the Easter egg and I, I do all that work with the community. It's very much a joint effort. But then I always, or n- nearly always, edit my guides on stream. I just leave my stream going because the time it's going to take for me to deal with like, okay, I'm going to bring the stream down and then I'm going to like go into the YouTube editor and I'm going to clip this bit here and there and da 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 that's not valuable time for me to spend at that moment. What's valuable is for me to go straight into the processing of, or sorry, the editing of the video. Uh, And it also means that I can work with the community on correcting myself if I get something wrong. So I'll be there on stream, like eight hours into a stream, and I'll be like, hey guys, was it the statue on the left or the statue on the right that I had to shoot in order to unlock this next step of the Easter egg? And that means that I'm saving time after the fact because I don't need to bring the video down if I get something wrong because it's already been fact-checked. I don't need to jump on Discord or Twitter and be like, hey guys, does anyone know whether it was this, that, or the other? The people are there. They're already watching. They're they're participating with me. And it's just another one of those instances of making the leverage of a given hour greater than it otherwise would have been. Uh, it's something that is is a really big part of that accelerator. So, so for context here, the Gaming Creator Accelerator has a bunch of components. It's got a bunch of tools that people can use, one of which is mm. a, a, a leverage tool that I actually built myself to try and help unlock new time for people in a week um, and uh, to sort of like find those areas of time eating where your time is being spent ineffectively for your business or for your happiness. But mm-hmm. it's, so it's got all these tools, but the accelerator also is just designed to accelerate your growth, right? So there's an eight week course within it, which runs through pretty much everything you need to go from where you are right now in your creator journey. Like maybe you're earning like a thousand bucks a month or something. Maybe you're in that kind of territory, getting you pushing towards the sort of like 10K a month target, pushing you from switching it from being a side hustle to it being full time, all those sorts of things. Like it's very much an accelerator intended to cut out years of iteration and figuring it out that you might have to do and instead say we can deliver like three years worth of figuring out to you in an eight-week injection and an eight-week stimulus and then also give you all these tools to then use going forward and succeed with and sort of see you see you fly and and see you prosper based on that uh so that's that's kind of the goal there and and one of the things that we really are leaning into in that that eight-week period is making sure that we're looking at every single thing that creators are doing with their output and looking at their businesses and what they are ineffectively using their time on right now and removing those or adjusting those so that they are all much higher leverage and 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 going in a much more positive direction so that they can 
they can actually start growing. Because so many people plateau as well, right? Like they just hit a ceiling and they're like, I don't, I don't know what's next. But Stone and I have 25 plus years of experience doing this. We know what's next and we want to try and help give people that nudge that they need and really walk with them as well, hand in hand, to ensure that they sort of are first of all awakened to what that next level is and then second of all have the tools that they need in order to get to that next level and then third have the skills that they need to use those tools to get to that level so it's it's a whole stack of stuff that's that, that's in there it's gonna be exciting yeah it's it's kind of crazy because it almost just like dawned on me right now it almost like a light bulb went off in my head that like so i i've been i've been in content creation very seriously since like 2018 and i've seen a number of people where and this is what is crazy is like where they've gone full time, but then shortly after they they're like, nope, I can't do it. Or like, nope, this isn't yep. for me. This is too stressful. And what's crazy about that is like you got to that point from zero. You started at zero and you got to that point, which clearly shows that you have the capacity, you have the ability, you have the skill, you have almost everything you need to really make that work. And then to me, it's just on me. It's like, man, it's really just that know how. And then like I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, because I've I know like some close friends of mine that have gone full time and then they're like I can't do it this and is just too too stressful yep. yep and they go back and it's like what if they had the mentorship that something like this is offering like what if they had the ability to to go through something like this this course or even just like get half of what this thing was offering like would they have been able to continue going would they have been right. able to do it because it's like you got to that point you got to partner you got to like sixty or hundred CCV whatever it is. Like you were able to make ends meet for some months. Like, so you have the ability to do it. It's just mm. that like know-how and the guidance that like could have really just helped them like just take off. And yeah. it, like, I don't it, know, it, it's just- So many people do exactly what you're saying. Like they've done it. They've literally done it. They've got partner. They've got to that level where they have like, like you say, like some number of consistent viewers They'll yeah. always tune in and come back and they've built up some kind of brand presence and some kind of uh, sort of familiarity with those people and they've made a name for themselves in some capacity. But despite all of that, like it could be, it could be on TikTok. It could be that they've got like 10K followers on TikTok and they're like, oh, this is a, this is a thing. Cool. But it's translating to like no money for them. So it could be a scenario like that. Or it could be that, it's translating into some money. So like maybe they've got a really supportive Twitch community. So maybe they've got like 50 concurrents usually on Twitch, but maybe those viewers gift subs like crazy. And I've got friends that, that have been in this position. Um, so maybe they've got like 500 subs or something, right? Mm. Even though they've only got a much smaller number of concurrents. In that situation, amazing. Like you've clearly built something where people are very attached to your brand. Right. But that in itself, that in its own right, those 10K followers on TikTok not earning you anything, uh, or those subscribers that are there right now and that are watching, they are not necessarily going to be the sort of stability that you need uh, going forward to actually consistently be happy in doing this. Like there is going to come a point where you're like, I need some kind of security here that isn't just my Twitch subs, or I need some kind of security here that isn't just the faith in the TikTok algorithm to say, well, I've got more followers, so probably I'll get more views in the future. Right. Like you need to to build that out, right? And that's that's what what Stone and I have have done with our own businesses over the years. We've had to say, okay, like I've built a YouTube following, but 
if my AdSense goes away, like an Adpocalypse in whatever year that was, 20... Oh, yeah. Yep. Was that seven, 2017 or 60? I can't remember. Yeah, it was somewhere around there. Around yeah. that vague time. Like, when that happened, and I went from uh, having, like, 100% of the money that I earn in a given month, and then the next month, I only earn 10% of what I'd normally earn. Like, that was terrifying. But I survived yep. that because I'd built all these other external systems that meant that I wasn't completely decimated by just like a, a sudden AdSense revenue cut. And for many creators, especially right now in the economic environment we're in right now, that mm -hmm. sort of thing would be dreadful, right? That would be so detrimental to their business. It would be so impactful to them. It would mean they would come so much closer to just not being able to keep doing this, right? Because so many people are living stream paycheck to stream paycheck or AdSense paycheck to AdSense paycheck. And there is a path, there is a future where you don't need to do that anymore and you can reach that next level and you can have that light bulb turn, turn on for you and you can get there but it, it it isn't necessarily easy to discover on your own and it took me a long time and it took stone a long time as the industry itself grew i mean i was unmonetized for multiple years like zero monetization for multiple years uh because it didn't exist and then right. i got machinima partner and i was earning like 10 bucks a month and that was nice, but it certainly wasn't really yeah, going not anywhere. paying the bills, yeah. Yeah, and so <laughs> it was only after six years that it was a full-time job for me. And that was six years of the whole industry not getting it. And then I started to get it, and other folks like myself started to get it. I think I was one of the first thousand channels in the UK uh, to get a gold play button, like a million subscriber play button. Um, I can't remember if that was just within the gaming category or not. It might be. Yeah. Uh, but certainly, like, in that first sort of wave of people that were, were getting to that point, because the industry didn't exist, right? Like, we were all figuring it out in real time, but we've figured it out now. And yeah. that's lessons that I'm trying to impart on people in, in scaling their businesses and doing consultation and building out the Gaming Creator Accelerator and all those all those sorts of things. It's all with that same goal in mind of like lifting up that next next generation of creators that just need a little nudge in the right direction yeah and that's that's the thing too right is that like it i think having information from people that have been in the industry is just invaluable like i remember um a creator friend uh big e we, i was talking mm -hmm. to him a little bit about like how i was in talks with a brand and i was like oh well you know i haven't really heard from him he's like dude he's like this is what you need to do mm -hmm. he's like up until TwitchCon, because it was like me talking to them to them about doing something for them at TwitchCon. He's like, I yep. he's like, you're emailing them every other day. He's like, mm -hmm. I promise you, if you got that contact info and you made that connection, it wasn't like on spoof. He's like, you need to follow up with it, right? So the fact that he like gave me that urgency of basically like the money's out there, the opportunity's out there, but you need to go get it. You need to be hungry for it. Like that once I got to that realization, I was like, wow, if I actually start outreaching and stuff like that to these brands, to these people and showing them what I can do to benefit them and you know what I might need in return, like I can create deals for myself and stuff too. And it's like, yep, there's, there's so much knowledge to be had from people. Cause also too, like, I think, I think you and I have actually talked about this before, right? So even if you are getting, let's say if your money's mainly coming from deals, it's like sometimes sponsors and deals don't pay out right away, mm. which means you're now like a sitting duck in water just waiting for that paycheck to come and it's like what happens if it's like a month late or two months late or six months late because i've heard people having payouts be six months late so it's like having yeah i having the knowledge between someone like you know you and stone i think is a like completely invaluable 
Um, and from what I've seen and heard of the gaming creator accelerator, like it's just to me, I would have loved now if I can go back in time, give <laughs> one of my friends that opportunity to be a part of that to see yeah. like, okay, would they have been, would they've just continued full time and never missed out? You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I, that, I, that could be the difference maker right there between I, being full time and not 100%. I mean, for some people also just candidly being a content creator is not for them, right? For some right. people, that life is just not the life that they want to live. There are so many opportunities, though, around content creators, whether it's being an editor or a social media manager or a channel manager or an agent or whatever, right? There's so yeah. many opportunities around it that even if you do decide that being a face of a channel isn't for you, you may find that you still want to work in the space, right? So there's there's those opportunities as well. 100%. But, to to speak on what we, we were just saying about about sort of unlocking these these new business opportunities that you don't even realize they're not there, it's exactly what happened with one of the folks that's already gone through the accelerator. So Chadwick and the accelerator mm -hmm. started out and felt like every day was like a an emergency to make content and he was sort of on a treadmill that never ended and it was just like, Oh my god, I'm out of breath, but I gotta yeah. keep going. <laughs> boulder up the mountain, boulder up the mountain. Yeah. And one of the things that he has said going through the accelerator is that it's opened his eyes to to business opportunities and business moves that he needs to make that he didn't even realize he was missing before. It wasn't that he didn't know how to do something and he was like, oh, that looks hard. I don't know how to make that work. It was that he didn't right. know that the thing wasn't like was even there in the first place. <laughs> so those are the sorts of real like eureka moments that I love whenever I speak to someone and I, I sort of i'm helping them craft their strategy and they're like wait i need to do that and then they realize that that's going to be really lucrative for them and they're like oh yep. i need to do that <laughs> so it's, yeah that's it's like always, one it's of the most fun. yeah that's uh, certainly like one of the most powerful things because even too like i was doing like some like mentorship and stuff too within like pipeline and mm -hmm. you know kind of like um what you had said before you know people are like oh well i stream like i stream like five days a week for eight hours and i'm like but you're telling me you have no time to, to edit. And they're like, well, no. And I'm like, okay, so what we're going to do is you're going to cut at least one of those streams or take all those streams, cut them in half. Yeah. And I'm like, and then tell me how much time you have to edit there. And they're like, oh, yeah, well, I guess that would be a lot of time to edit. I'm like, think about all the content you can make in that time. And seeing that light bulb connect with people is just so satisfying when you're like, now you get it. And now yeah. it's like, I can't wait to see what you do now that you understand it. And you're feeling this energized, ready to run through a wall. And that's, that's something as well I want to stress here. I've seen some folks from my audience or just in general being like, okay, you've got a successful YouTube channel. You've got these other business ventures. Like, why are you bothering to educate people? Um, but it really comes down to the fact that, that, number one, like I've built the channel. I understand that stuff now. I'm the kind of guy that likes problems. I like challenges. And just continuing to make content in the same old way on that channel is not something that is super exciting to me at present. That will come back, no doubt, especially when there's new zombies stuff that always presents new challenges and new opportunities and blah, blah, blah. So it will come back, don't get me wrong, but I'm just the sort of person that likes to do new things. So that's one aspect of it. But then second, I've always been a teacher. Like through my YouTube mm. content, I've always been teaching people stuff. I've been teaching people how to do Easter eggs. I've been teaching people about the zombie storyline. I've been teaching people about ciphers. I've been teaching people about alien languages. All these sorts of things are me disseminating information in some capacity and trying to educate people as best as I possibly can. I know that it's one of my strengths. It's something I've been told a million times over the years. And as such, an opportunity 
to do what I love the most in, in solving challenging problems on YouTube, but to then also combine that with teaching and, 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 and create a hybrid of the two, that's music to my ears, dude. That makes me yeah. so fired up. That makes me so happy and so fulfilled. So it isn't just a question of like, oh, you got a successful channel. Why don't you just like earn your money there? Blah, blah, blah. But it's, it's more so, yeah, I've got a successful channel, but I also have a real opportunity to do something that I'm going to love right now. And so that's a lot of what's firing me up about the accelerator and what's firing me up about all the strategy stuff I'm doing right now is this whole idea of like, wow, I, I haven't leaned into the creator education side of things before, but that's new and that's fun. And that's something that, that makes my soul happy. So I'm, I'm giving it the best possible shot I can. And uh, the results coming back every single time I see someone saying, God damn, that was so useful. That call was amazing. Or this tool that you've built is so useful to me and it's it's already helping. That just, it, yeah, makes my makes my heart sort of smile. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> as and weird I think, as that sounds. <laughs> no, I mean, it, I, it, makes, it makes sense to me because I'm very much a person where like, because a couple things that, I feel like a couple things in my life have really changed my perspective on how I spend my time and why I have invested so much into content creation is that number one, listen to Gary Vaynerchuk, him talk mm -hmm. about like visiting people in like a, you know, a retirement home. Right. And then seeing mm -hmm. the regret in their eyes from not doing something like that. I was like, wow, like I don't ever want to live with the regret of like, could I be a great full-time content creator? Like, could I be a hundred thousand, one million channel YouTuber or something like that? Like, could I be that? Right. And I'd rather, invest my time and figure that out. And I think also um, in 2019, I ended up losing my mom and it was just so sudden. So like now I'm like, I live with this, like, you know what? Like I, I don't have time to waste. Like I, I could be gone tomorrow. So it's like, you know, I'm going to give everything the best shot that I can. And it's not always about money, right? Because there's been times where I could have, if I took all this time I put into content creation, I can go make way more money doing something else. And I think it's almost funny because I think the same could be said between whether it's you or Snoop A or Stone, I feel like if you guys really wanted just like money out of this and that was it, you guys could take your time and invest it somewhere else and go create like another YouTube channel that then starts creating six figures almost passively based on the videos and the AdSense. Like there's other things you guys could be doing, but I think it comes down to the joy and the gratification of being able to see other people experience what you experienced, right? And it's almost the same thing with gaming. Like why do people like watching first playthroughs? because they love seeing that genuine experience on their face that they had before. And it's the same thing here. It's like being able to see these creators like get fired up and excited about like unlocking, you know, um, you know, figuring it out and kind of understanding it and then really being able to lean into full time. Like that I feel like is so powerful and almost like priceless in its yeah. own to be able to say like, Hey, I helped someone do that. Like I am now seeing them live what I lived through when I first started really like taking off as a content creator. Yeah, that's a great way to put it, right? A lot of my content over the years has been making challenging things in video games more accessible to people. So the Easter eggs mm -hmm. are the prime example where they're impossible to figure out, they're impossible to sort of understand, but I make it as simple as possible and it means that people can access that content and they can enjoy it and they can come together with their friends and create memories and they can work really hard and work over weeks and weeks to try and get it done and then they can succeed and i get messages every day from people saying hey milo just wanted to let you know like you were a really big part of my childhood like they'll they'll be like the summer of 2015 or the summer of 2016 i remember sitting down and watching your guides and watching your videos and it really brought me closer with my friends and i'm 
always going to be grateful for that. So thank you. So those sorts of things I've always loved. That's obviously massively fulfilling for me. But this mm-hmm. is an opportunity to now do the same thing with people that are not just trying to connect with their friends, but actually they're trying to connect with their audience or they're trying to grow their business. And the goal, obviously, is for people that have already gone through the accelerator, like Chadwick saying that this has like opened his eyes to new things, or people that are yet to go through it. We've got a new cohort coming up in just a couple of weeks, actually, in September. Uh, the sales ending pretty soon on people getting access and then in september they'll be jumping in and so with that cohort it's the exact same thing if i'm looking over the next like five ten years to look back on that eight weeks that we spent together really drilling into into content and the fundamentals of things and how to accelerate their businesses and for them to go you know what that changed my life forever like i quit my job i i got rid of my boss that i hated so much i got out of debt i was able to spend more time with my family like i maybe i freed up more time to spend time with a, a a a friend that you haven't seen forever because you've been too busy or a family member or a pet that you've got or whatever mm. and instead of being sort of stuck in that rut that i was in before i found that new time and i i quit that job and i i found some freedom for myself that i didn't know was possible like that is the goal ultimately what could be more fulfilling than that i i I couldn't name something if I tried. Like that sounds that sounds great to me. So that's that's very much a lot of the motivation here, uh, and something I'm I'm just excited about, man. I'm fired up, ready to go, yeah. ready to do it. No, I I don't blame you too. And I think another thing too that uh, that you're probably seeing a lot of the creators is that they probably come in like unsure of things, right? And just like in a completely different <laughs> mental state than when they're leaving. Like when they're leaving, they're hopeful. They feel confident like they feel like they have a game plan going right and i feel like a lot of creators have that sense of like kind of being lost and then it kind of weighing a little bit like mentally because it's like well i'm trying to put in all this effort but it's not really working right and maybe it's like the leverage tool would come in perfectly because like you're spending enough time dedicating yourself to this it's just that you might not be spending it in the right areas so yeah it's 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 going to be exciting, and I personally can't wait to see, A, when this really starts to kick off, like you said, in September, and then really to see, like, how it moves the needles for those individuals. Because you're right, like, this is potentially going to, sh- like, shape not just their life, but, like, you know, their family's lives, like, their kids' lives that come next and stuff, too. Like, so it's really powerful. I'm super excited to see how this turns out. I mean, I, I got to go through the training and listen to it and stuff too. And I was even jazzed up from the training. I'm like, man, like this sounds freaking awesome. I'm like, I'm like Snoop. I'm like, where do I sign? <laughs> like, can I sign up for this being an empl- pipeline employee? I'm like, can I do this? So, um, yeah, it's exciting and I can't wait to see it. Um, but yeah, I guess at this point, like, it seems like it might be a good place to wrap up. I just didn't know if like, is anything you want to like leave the, leave any creators with, or if you have any like last words you want to kind of like let resonate with them. Um, I would say if you're in a position right now where you, like Brandon said, if you feel lost in your content in some capacity, you feel like you've hit a plateau, you've hit a wall, you've just sort of like stabilized, you're not really growing anymore, you're kind of doing okay, but you feel like you should be doing better, that especially, if you feel like you kind of almost can smell success in like, a neighboring and a neighboring field to the one you're standing in and you're like it's it's out there somewhere but i don't yeah. quite know which direction right it's a little bit vague and ambiguous that is the exact kind of mindset that we're looking for you're the exact right sort of person that we would serve best in that accelerator 
it's not going to be for everyone if you're yeah. not someone that is looking to like assess everything that they're doing and potentially cut certain things out that are just detrimental to your business and to your happiness and those sorts of things like if you're unwilling to make any changes in that kind of regard totally fair some people are set in their ways they just stream for fun or they just make videos because they enjoy making videos for their friends and they don't aspire for that to necessarily even get any bigger it's just a hobby that's totally fine and one million percent valid like i would never criticize that in any capacity uh, we are just looking for the right kinds of people who are ready to take the next step for their business that they know in their heart they are ready for like if you know that you're ready for a change in your life in that way you're the sorts of per uh, people that we're trying to to serve as best we can in the accelerator so if you're interested uh, i'm sure there'll be a link in the description uh and uh we can hopefully see you on the course in september that'd be amazing i'd love to work as hard as i can to help change your life uh but if not totally get it it's not for everyone and uh we'll uh we'll keep pumping out lots of free content on these channels for you to enjoy regardless of whether you're in the accelerator or not yeah yeah i was gonna say as as awesome as the accelerator is i do think it's for people that are at a certain point in their career um obviously if anyone's stumbling upon this they don't really know what pipeline is to offer there is something where it's if you're starting at ground zero as a creator yes. or you're interested like we have our regular core education we also have a lot of free education that actually funny enough milo and myself are kind of working on pumping out more free educational stuff on the youtube channel that we have as well so um yeah we have a lot for every single level of creator and it's super exciting to see that we're kind of bridging the gap between not just getting people to the point where they can jump to full-time but not just i think at this point it's instead of jumping to full-time like it's literally like gracefully walking into full-time and being confident and comfortable versus jumping in and praying that it works out you know what i mean yep. so it's it's great to see that that gap filled and uh it's going to be exciting to see really how that pans out for some of these uh the first cohort as you said yeah that's the goal so like i said links will be in the description or the show notes or what have you um the way that it's working right now is if you want more info sort of more in-depth on what's included in the accelerator uh as part of the training that stone did there's a whole section in there that's dedicated to that if you're just ready to check out now you're like listen i've heard enough i want in uh, there'll be a link that you can click for that as well so uh, both of those will be available to you but yeah thanks for having Absolutely. me on today brandon i appreciate it it's been yeah. a lot, lot of fun getting to talk about this stuff and uh yeah i'm looking forward to seeing seeing people on the course in september yeah thanks for the conversation i mean i, I i'm personally ready to go run through walls i mean I, I still got you know some more of my shift to do but I'm, I'm ready to start kicking some butt with content so thanks again for the conversation i appreciate it thanks for everyone that listened and got to this point we appreciate you guys uh make sure you guys check out milo mr roth waffles uh who is our guest today and then myself imb paula uh same thing everywhere all over the social media but thank you guys so much and uh have a great time creating we'll see you guys later